Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to talk about how we can process the feeling of having nothing and the disappointment that comes with it within ourselves. The inspiration behind today's episode is a letter that was addressed to journalist Philippa Perry at The Guardian. The name the letter is called, I've never had a job or close friends. What is wrong with me? The reason why I really wanted to address this letter and brainstorm a Buddhist response to this letter is because I feel like this is how a lot of people feel. And I know for sure that earlier in my life and sometimes even in my current life, this is how I feel. I feel that I have nothing. To give a little bit more intro into how she's feeling, I'm going to read the first paragraph describing her dilemma. I am a woman in my mid-twenties. I've never had a real job, nor a relationship, nor am I close to my family, and I don't have any close friends. I am unwanted and unneeded in every aspect of my life. This particular paragraph hits so hard because all our lives we are driven and educated and socialized to believe that our worth comes from external sources. And to an extent, it is important to understand how we can contribute to external sources through having a job, being able to pay your bills having relationships, being able to love and care for the people that love and care for you. It's not that any of things, any of these things necessarily lack value and that they're not important, but they dwarf in comparison with our own self-evaluation, which for many of us is not taught, is not explained, is not even hinted at until we are, of course, an adult, much like the young lady in the article, drowning in her own misery because life is just not working as people told us it would work. And knowing that I've been in her shoes before, I feel that it would be really interesting to kind of analyze this and also share a story from the 101 Zen Stories by Nyogen Zenzaki that really talks about how we can process emotions like this and deal with a situation like this. So initially, when I read this letter, I feel that the number one thing to remember when you feel that you have nothing, that you don't have a job or a good job at least, 
one that you like, or relationships, or you don't feel wanted or needed in your life, the one thing you do have is time. You have time in your life to actually figure things out, to process these feelings, understand these feelings, get to the root of these feelings, the history of these feelings. And once you're aware of that history, you can start to deprogram yourself from feeling that way. But it is a long journey. And that journey of self-healing cannot begin without, first of all, seeking permission from yourself. And also consistently taking that time to process those emotions, question them, talk to them, interrogate them through journaling or meditation or simply thinking about it every day, but in a productive way without spiraling. And that is very hard. I think that's why in a lot of people's spiritual journeys, self-love is very important. Because without self-love, all of that spiritual investigation and discovery is actually pretty hurtful and could lead to a place where we're criticizing ourselves more than acknowledging ourselves and understanding ourselves. The story that I wanted to share today from 101 Zen Stories by Nyogen Zenzaki is about a famous Zen teacher who essentially has a group of students and some of them are actually stealing within their group. And in summary, what happens is the first time he hears of reports of a student stealing, he doesn't do anything. And the students kind of assume it's a one-time thing. The second time that someone actually steals something, the students are in an uproar because from their eyes, they have a peer who's clearly violating rules of their spiritual group and that they need to be expelled and face punishment. But then it's when the students protested that this great teacher approached them and said, listen, this person doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. And this is precisely why I have to teach them. I have to be the one to teach them what is right from wrong. Because otherwise, they're going to be hopeless. They're not going to go anywhere in life. They cannot develop. And as a result, even if everyone wants to leave, I will teach this person. Because they need that support from me to know right from wrong. And at the end of the story, it said that the person who did the stealing was so moved by the compassion of their great teacher that they cried very hard and also vowed never to steal again. The funny thing about the story and also the spiritual journey is that learning about yourself and cultivating self-love goes hand in hand. When you're able to develop compassion for yourself and see yourself as a person, as a 
victim of multiple circumstances, a lack of knowledge, a lack of having mentors and support spiritually, all of these factors coming together, as well as a person who has not had a lot of self-love because they were not taught to or essentially given a chance to because of all the noise around them. When we are able to put those two ingredients together, I think that's when people like the young lady in the article can truly heal. That healing happens when wisdom and love collide within us. And spiritually speaking, that is really what we're always aiming for. Because when we are able to love ourselves through everything that we go through, but also learn from those situations and become wise from these situations, that is when we grow. And in all honesty, while rock bottom, like what this lady described, may feel awful, it is also one of the greatest motivations to actually change the way we think and do things. It is extraordinarily brave for this young lady to decide to reach out to this journalist and to openly talk about her emotions and her journey and her experiences in a way that makes her incredibly vulnerable and so raw and open. But in doing so, she was able to verbalize and put into words something that has probably plagued her for years. And as a result, this whole process has given her more clarity than she would have had if she chose not to do anything. And in our 100th episode, because this is the 100th episode, my wish and challenge to you as well is what can you be doing to open the door to your own heart, to your own self a little bit more? What do you have and what do you lack? Ask yourself, am I cultivating growth spiritually? And am I giving myself the love that I need, the wisdom that I need to grow? And if not, how can I be more conducive to my own spiritual growth and development? Do I need more knowledge? Do I need more reading, more absorbing, more podcasts, more reflecting, more introspection? Do I need more love? Do I need to spend more time wishing that I also can be free from all suffering and pain and extending loving kindness to myself? When we are able to engage in both of these spheres, that is how we move away from rock bottom. That is how we grow and we become essentially spiritual warriors. And life may throw a lot of things at you. But no matter what, you know that you have your own back. And that you have your own path and your own way of healing and growing from anything. The reality is that life will break us. Life will be difficult. 
Life will be challenging. But when we become so loving, so kind and wise, that suffering touches us and affects us less and less because we're able to see the full picture of how to actually process those moments and emotions and situations and still thrive. Thank you again for listening to this episode. It is amazing that we are 100 episodes now on this podcast, and I'm so grateful to everyone who has listened in and supported the podcast. This is a wonderful and amazing space for all of us, I hope, to continue to grow and explore our spiritual journeys and to learn more about Buddhist philosophy and that way of life. Thank you so much again for being here and sharing this time with me. I hope that you have a beautiful, safe, and wonderful week ahead of you. Until next week, stay safe out there.